Hey guys, this is Q from Bitcoin Magazine Live. As the world moves increasingly towards the mainstream adoption of Bitcoin and other digital assets, Moon Mortgage will make it possible to materialize your assets in real estate. Through the collateralization of mortgages with Bitcoin and other digital assets, Moon Mortgage will be launching lending solutions to allow investors to easily leverage their assets to purchase investment in owner-occupied properties. Moon Mortgage's crypto mortgage will be launching soon for home buyers in Texas, Florida, and Colorado, and will be open to investors in most states across the U.S. for investment properties. Welcome to the future of mortgages. Visit moonmortgage.io today to register your interest and learn more. Moon Mortgage Residential is registered with the NMLS under number 235334. What is up, guys? Thank you for sticking through those commercial breaks, and I am excited to introduce the men, the myth, the legends, none other than the two gentlemen behind your favorite Bitcoin show, including mine and absolutely Chris's favorite Bitcoin show, Simple and Bitcoin. Mine. Now, P, you reference every other Bitcoin show way too much to <laughs> claim to that. Nico, Opti, welcome, gentlemen. Oh, that was way too loud. What is up, boys? Yo! What's up, dude? I'm oh, good. What's good? What's good? Sounding clean. All right. Hold on, hold friends. on. Before we go, can I, can I apologize to Yellow Live? I am sorry that I muted you <laughs> in the spaces. I do not want war. If I had a white flag, I would wave it right now. I, I can't let you guys run wild in the spaces while it's running. Sorry, Yellow. Unacceptable. So wait, let me get this, let me get this straight. Are you guys in real time right now live streaming this audio two spaces. Yes, sir. Yes. Are you guys doing it Fuck as well? Yes. I think we're all no, doing no, it. No, no, no. This is perfect because okay. my system, total garbage, just disaster town. So we're good to go. This is perfect. Yeah, this gonna, is live. I'm joining I'm joining these Twitter spaces because I was like, wait, aren't we? I just sent the message. I was like, wait a minute. I thought we were doing Twitter spaces. All right. Wait, so, wait, so wait, guys, guys, let, let's talk. Let's spend at least the next 30 minutes talking deep technical stuff that nobody else cares about. Just the back no, of the house. No, no, no. Right? Someone yes, mute Pete. Yes. I've got, bro, no. I've been, I have been on fucking bed rest and haven't been able to talk to anyone. About He's got monkeypox on his dick and by dick, I mean Oof. like. Guys. All right. I want to start first. Wait, wait, no, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Piece of news. I'm sorry, Q. Just to be real for a second. Are, should we all be in the spaces as well? Or are you guys piping yes. this just sacrosanct audio uh, directly? If, if you are in the spaces, there's going to be some technical stuff. You might pick up some background noise. So like if you if you jump in, you're going to have to like hide the phone somewhere in the corner. <laughs> no, just put the put the volume all the way down, bro. What are that's you talking what, about? Oh, that's yeah, what I've oh, already yeah. done. They're not, they're not on the stage, well, bro. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. not speaking. Well, yeah. whatever, whatever. How did I know Obviously, this? let me on stage, bro. <laughs> all right, I'll get you on. Oh, there's the request. See, now you're going to have to hide it. That's fine. I'll, I'll chuck the phone to the other side of the room right now. Wait, wait, wait. You guys hear that? Hold on. Don't stop believing. Oh, <gasps> to do that feeling. Yes. Yellow's yes. in my house again. Yes. 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 In spaces, but he's on the soundboard. Wrecked. <laughs> Fucking love it. Let's do this. All right, my friends. Now that we've got that incredibly important technical uh, difficulty out of the way, I feel, Opti, I need to play you in with a... There it is. God there it is. It. <laughs> Nico, you and I, I feel like are on the same page on this. <laughs> no more. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you so oh, much, man. Chris. All right. Okay, let's have a conversation. <laughs> right? Like the, the smart people on the shows can now talk. <laughs> 
Chris, if you take P and Opti off screen, we'll let you come on screen. I will trade them both for you right now. Oh, man. All right. All right. No more I'm crazy totally audio. <laughs> all right. I want to talk. I, I want. I genuinely want to talk about this first, P, and you cannot silence me. It, it should be discussed. But SBF's upcoming sex tape, which should be released tomorrow. Firstly, do you think it exists? Second, why? Why, why is this coming out and it could genuinely be as simple as oh they're just trying to like move our attention to this instead of the fact that sbf is getting put in front of the new york times to just talk about video games i think a lot of people get very 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 upset when you know they get stolen from and robbed and i think that they will go through crazy lengths to try to get back at the person now, look, as much of as much as I do not like SBF, as much as he's a scumbag and he stole people, I just don't see how the sex tape is relevant. You know, like it's between him and his whatever he likes, you know, that that's to him. I don't care. You know, whatever floats your boat, man. But, you know, like it's unfortunate. But look, if you didn't, if you didn't want this to happen, stop scamming people. Now, am I going to see this sex tape? I, I don't think so. Like, I mean, like, what is there to see? Like, I, I feel like I, 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 that, I don't you know. You don't like nerd porn? That's not your kink? Dude, I mean, look, hey, bro, everyone's got to do it. Everyone's got their thing. I don't judge. But, like, maybe, like, the full, the first two-second curiosity, and then you're just like, oh, no, no, no. Why did I do that? But I don't know. I feel bad. I just, I, I feel bad for, I, I just feel bad for the parties involved, but Hey, look, if you don't want this to happen to you, don't be a scumbag and don't steal from people. Right. Cause that's what he did. He stole from people. He lied. He tried to build himself a political moat, right. Trying to buy, he donated a ton of money to a certain political, to certain political parties to protect himself. And yeah, man, like it's, it's, it, and and that 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 screenshot that that screen I think it was Corey Clipston that posted it like dude this guy doesn't care he does not care he 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 has he's completely self un, unaware of the situation and bro it's just it's just unfortunate overall but I'll tell you this guys okay bitcoiners have been vindicated because we have been screaming this from the rooftop for the last year okay we've been saying bitcoin not crypto number 1 and we've been saying, look, take self-custody of your keys. Matt O'Dell says it best, right? Stay humble, stack sats. It's as easy as that. And if, you, if you've been listening to the Bitcoin content, that's all we've been saying this entire time. And that's why it's so unfortunate when you have CEOs like Alex Mashinsky going out in his podcast, telling it to everybody, shaming Bitcoiners for, for, for telling people to take self-custody. Like, the 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 lack of morality of these people the lack of integrity that continues to surprise me i like i think like when i think we reach bottom there's a whole other bottom that just opens up that i had no idea it existed in the first place it's just it's absolutely disgusting but you know what the silver lining to all of this and then if you if you believe the news if you believe the on-chain data right is that a record amount of people are finally doing the thing that is required for us to win this peaceful revolution. They're finally taking self-custody. So I, 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 at least there's a silver lining to, to this. At least there is some good news. Those are my thoughts. 
All right, you, you've essentially set the stage for us to, you know, not get sidetracked with my obsession with the SPF Caroline sex tape, which P and I will have a live reaction. You are, at, you are so obsessed that it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're like already masturbating, Dude, just excited about it. Nerd, stop, stop, nerd no porn's more. my kink. What can I say? I get it. No more. No more. <laughs> but there's there's something else I want to I, I want to present this question, Nico Nopti, to you two because I already asked P and I didn't like his answer, so I need a better answer. And it's it's the Vox stuff and you know the DMs that have been coming out. Corey's DMs with SBF included. There have been countless others coming out. And the theme seems to start being exactly to your point, like, oh, he just doesn't care. He doesn't care about what he did. He has no remorse. Or he even knew what he was doing and he was being very intentional about what it was that he was doing. My question is, at a certain point, I don't believe anything this man says anymore. And I think everyone has a... P, just let me... like. Let me just say my two cents. Everyone has their own line of like when they stop trusting someone. Like genuinely, why is it, or do you guys believe in this moment he is being genuine and honest? Or is it something of like a further like game that he's just continuing to play with more people now? No, dude, the, the guy's a, the guy's an absolute psychopath. Like the guy's an absolute. First of all, I want to give credit also to to Corey because he's been doing the God's work, saving people. Like it's insane. Like the Alex Mashinsky stuff. The you know the the just having the ball sack as someone in his position to actually confront these people, dude. It look yes, it gets engagement, but also the amount of people that that saves. You can't, you can't, you can't put that on paper. Like you can't, you can't put a number on that, you know? So that's number one. Number two, dude, look, the guy's an absolute psychopath. He says things to the public. Have you guys seen that viral Andrew Tate video where he was, he was, you guys haven't seen it, have you? Right. Where he was basically making the argument that it's like, look, like, like, uh, like I have money and I'm not afraid to spend that money. Right. And he's like, beware of people that say they're not greedy, you know, but, but when you look behind the hood, you know, it, 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 it might not look like 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 what you perceive it to be, you know. And dude, like the uh, the the level of either either this guy just made way too much money at a, at a, at a young age or maybe, dude, he's just dude he, he he believes he believes he know what he he believes he knows what's best for everybody else and i think his like his whole philant his whole philant how he approached the whole philanthropy it's a hard word i can't say it philanthropic now he's gonna, endeavors there you go thank you q and how he's gonna you know give all that money away and that he doesn't care about any of these things and whatever but dude once it's all started to reveal when, when it when it all started to unravel it was never his money to begin with that was the crazy part. He was he was okay going in front of the legacy media institutions like the New York Times and having all these interviews. And in his mind, he knows what's 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 real, right? And he 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 was willing to take the credit for something that wasn't his. He was willing to get all the acknowledgement, get all the rewards, and he was a fraud the entire time. You're not dealing with someone that is right in the head man like this is a level of of psychopathness that i don't think we're used to seeing very often and that's exactly what i saw see in sbf and i think the last time we saw this with was with bernie madoff the same thing bro 
everyone everyone said he was amazing he got all these articles they all like you know they all said he was he was the man he was the greatest investor but when it all started to unravel dude he was just a, a piece of crap man it led to his son committing suicide you could say his other son died because of the stress and he got he got sick man it was just it was just disgusting overall but look to tie it to tie it back into bitcoin then i'll shut up because i know i've been on a little bit of a rip take a look at this right history is repeating itself it's this is the fiat world once again right bank runs you're trusting someone else with with your money and you're putting your faith in that person not to do something bad with your money we no longer have to do that anymore now we have a technology that allows you to take self-custody of an unlimited amount of wealth not only that it allows you to send that wealth anywhere around the world in a snap of a finger so why are we still trusting other people with that and that's the fundamental problem why are we still trusting other people with our money because if we still do that it's like what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting different results this is going to continue to happen so we got to get that message out not your keys not your bitcoin and bitcoin not crypto all right p i told you to shut up enough times you are now unsilenced i'm free shut the fuck up look here's the deal you have been asking people like how can we possibly trust this person we thought we could and now we can't when was the I moment never, whoa, when you learned that he was a you're framing it as though like I'm an SBF apologist when in fact like oh I'm totally. just simply look you no, sent me a picture I'm just earlier simply, today with you with like a heart emoji or on his awesome. face that you had sent him like personally it was weird I felt uncomfortable you did afterwards you were like delete that from your memory I was like I can't I already saw it my point is nobody has ever nobody should have ever trusted SBF and I feel like at least everyone on this call you you included you have been screaming about SBF being a total but piece my of point shit. is that's my point my point is that we've never trusted SPF, but now, now he's coming out and being like, oh yeah, I was just trolling you guys. Of course I was. Like, Interesting. now we want to believe him? That's just, no, who, that's the question point, I'm asking, Who wants man. to believe him though? Nobody wants to believe him. The point is, it's the thing to me when I read these, when, when I read these, uh, these messages, which everyone should go check out, I was shocked that they, they were just, they were so crazy. Like, it's like, why the fuck is he talking with a reporter to, you know, what you're saying, Nico? And like, why is he... Why is he saying this stuff? It's wild. And then to then immediately, I think because he, he had to go on Twitter and be like, yeah, that was me. I'm fucking crazy. I do what I want. Like, I don't think anybody should be surprised. I think it's only going to get weirder. Also, his whole weird tweet thread where it was like, what? H-A-P-P. -P. And then like to do the New York Times puff piece where he was like, oh, yeah, I just I'm just sort of like doing what I can, just like trying to feel it out, you know, and then he shilled his own game like I, I couldn't believe that in that new york times puppies when like they're like how have you been staying sane and you, you doing okay sbf and he was like yeah you know i've been i've been just relaxing chilling I'm, I'm sleeping you know you might not think i could but i am i am but also i'm playing this game no mention of the fact that that's a game that ftx owns he's like just like blatantly just like shoehorning his 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 shill into this this puppies it was obscene
Dude, well, that's hold on. I, I think to Q's point, the sex tape is definitely a distraction, but it's just like, quote unquote, <laughs> billionaires doing weird, kinky things. And and, and like we're, we're talking about, you know, the more that news comes out from this FTX SBF story, like the crazier it gets. And, and there's like just new levels of degeneracy here. And furthermore, like the idea of, of what was his meme, like effective altruism, you know, like it's all a LARP. It, it, he said it best in that one, that one screenshot that Corey put out is like you just got to say the right thing so that people think that you're the person that you're not and it, and it goes back to a lot of people on Twitter just like you know being keyboard warriors and and just doing things for the audience out there without having the actual substance behind what they're doing so I definitely think that SBF just thinks that this is a game like if, if he just continues to go down like the CSW shitcoin blueprint where you just like continue to make more lies double down and, and say even crazier and crazier things like he'll just be able to get away with it you know in his mind maybe he's thinking like this is me doing like Chad moves out here like I can just blatantly lie and just continue to lie more and more and more and bigger and bigger lies and people will just think that oh you know I, I I was just stupid I you know I was incompetent I didn't know that this was happening from the jump when it's like if you look into it a little bit you can tell that it's a lot easier to play dumb when all this stuff blows up versus saying that you were nefarious from the jump because it looks like they knew exactly what they were doing considering all the other connections and the conspiracy theories that are going on around this it's like there's no coincidences and it, it's very telling like who's in bed with the the fact that they were trying to get regulatory capture you know like the 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 friends that they were having dinner with and all this stuff it's like it, this stuff just doesn't happen by accident. So mm -hmm. it's definitely planned from the beginning and uh, he got caught and now he's just trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug and, and try to walk away unscathed, which he, he might get away with considering who his friends are. Well, let, let's unpack that last part. Like show of hands. Does anyone think SPF sees the inside of a jail cell? No. no. Wow. No. Yeah, All I, four I of us think he's going to, like, you got to love this justice system in this country where we we know for such, with such certainty between the four of us that this man will get away with his white collar crimes because he's yeah, a white man. He donated, well, go ahead. No, you, you first. I've been talking a lot, please. No, no. I want to hear your voice, Pete. All right, fine. Voice. Yeah, he's donated, as you were going to say, too much money to the powers that be. There is too much at stake politically for these people. I think it's possible, but the chance that he's going to see the inside of a jail cell is very, very small. I think what's much more likely to happen is he's going to be dragged in front of a congressional hearing, a Senate hearing, and they're going to just castigate him for you know a month straight and be like, why are you such a bad person? Why do you hate the children? And he's going to go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was a drug-addled monkey. I don't know what's happening. And then at the end of it, they're going to be like, well, he's done his time and he's going to be put on house arrest or something. And that'll be that. Yep. And, and, and the most disgusting part is, is that remember Ross, everybody. Remember Ross, right? So what do you think is worse? What do you think is worse? Billions of dollars of people's money gone. The South Park meme. And it's gone, right? <laughs> like, what do you think is worse well, here? Here's the truth, though, Dico. In this country, we have already established that if you defraud people out of their money, if you lose people billions of dollars, it doesn't matter. 2007, 2008, how many of those bankers saw the inside of a jail mm -hmm. cell? Just one, and it wasn't even one of the top dogs. Yep. Like, 
Enron shirt. The CEO went to jail. Like a lot of execs saw the inside of a jail cell. I just I have a hard time even believing that like they're gonna do a whole lot to SBF, where I think their efforts will be put towards is the broader industry. Mm-hmm. I also I think it is worth worth noting the that Chris did say like even before y'all joined us and Chris has been posting in our chat, like he does think SBF will see the inside of a jail cell to which I will continue to remind the audience. The line is still that Chris is a spook at plus 200. You can DM me with your bets there. But but beyond that, I think the effort will instead like, sure. SBF will be brought in front of Congress. They might listen to what he says and then turn around and be like, all right, cool. So let's talk to Brian Armstrong. Let's, let's talk to CZ. Let's talk to Jesse Powell. Oh, you know what? The exchanges seem to be like an area where we should focus some effort and energy. And I unfortunately think rather than forcing FTX or even anyone from Alameda to pun- be punished for their actions, they will punish the industry as a whole and roll out laws and regulations on all of us. Or I don't want to caveat this because I think this is more wishful thinking than what will really happen. It, it's a possibility. But like in a perfect world, the regulations would be focused on crypto exchanges. It would be focused on cryptocurrencies in the broadest sense. I unfortunately think that will they will umbrella that term and, and loop Bitcoin in, into all of it. And then that's just a headache that could set us and the work that we are doing back anywhere from years to decades even. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's unfortunate, dude. It's just going to give more ammunition to our enemies. You already see Elizabeth Warren, you know, beating the battle drums. But I mean, I think that this battle is inevitable. But I also think it's cosmic justice that one of the only exchanges that signed up willingly to a lot of these elitist organizations happened to be the one that was scamming everybody. So I guess there's poetic justice to that. I want to ask you guys, what do you think? We were talking about it just before you jumped on about this announcement from President Bukele that they will be DCAing an entire Bitcoin every day for the foreseeable future. Bro, I mean, it's funny because everyone has to pay their price of tuition and everyone gets wrecked the first cycle. Everyone like it, like unless you get very, very lucky and when you get in, you always get wrecked. Sailor, you know, I had the privilege to be able to see him last week. In, in in California and uh dude that guy he was sweating bullets my friend and El Salvador the country of El Salvador it's funny because as an individual you just get the you just get the text from moms are you okay right but as you know a billionaire heading a public company or the president of a nation state you're getting the text from the IMF saying we are going to destroy you you know so it's a, it's a totally different dynamic but the base is still exactly the same Michael Saylor, Naim Bukele, El Salvador, they're paying their price of tuition. And in four or five years, they're going to look like absolute geniuses. And it's not that they're geniuses. Maybe Saylor, maybe Naim Bukele is a genius. But I'll use my example. It's not that I was a genius, right? It's that I just bought Bitcoin and I hodled it, right? So they're going to look amazing in a couple years. But going back to the DCA part, right? What did we all do in the very beginning? Dude, put it all in one time. Twenty uh, Bitcoin's at 20K, so I've been 2017. This thing's going 100K. I'm putting all my money, and then you get absolutely wrecked. It humbles you, and then you're just like, 
okay, maybe I could just buy like $100 every day and then just kind of approach it that direction. That really hurt. And I think that's what Naim Bukele is going through. And I know for a fact, I mean, not for a fact fact, but based on his body expressions and his facial expressions. <laughs> I know for a fact, but based on like, you know, the way I interpret things. Dude, I mean, bro. So your opinion. My opinion, yes. I, I'm, I, I believe my opinion so much. It is a fact. No, but no, it's you, true. It's true. Based on my opinion. This based is on my observation. Yeah, no. right? <laughs> we're becoming what we're fighting against. Oh my God, in real time. No, but dude, just... Uh, look, as much as Sailor believes and he's confident in his in, in in what he's doing with Bitcoin and this and this and that, man, being a billion dollars down is still being a billion dollars down, bro. It is what it is, right? So what they're both doing, Naim Bukele and Michael Saylor, they're paying the price of tuition just like everybody else. But what I'm really bullish for is next cycle when both of them are going to be completely vindicated. Think about who they are. They're the CEO of a public company that proved that putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet was a good idea. And that is the president of a country proving that putting Bitcoin on their balance sheet is a good idea. And then that's when I really believe the monetary demons are going to lose their minds and they're really going to come out of the woodwork. I think what we've been experiencing lately is child's play. A little jab from the IMF, a little report from the UN, a little something from the World Bank, something from the Biden administration. But I think really when they're pushed into a corner, man, holy crap. Um, and the Bitcoin Magazine podcast is brought to you by CrowdHealth. With open enrollment upon us, what if you didn't have to pay healthcare premiums anymore? What if you can invest in Bitcoin instead? With CrowdHealth, you can choose your doctors, put aside money for your health expenses in your own account, and even hold a large part of it in Bitcoin. Pay one low monthly total to fund an account that is yours. If a large expense comes up, CrowdHealth will crowdfund the bill for you to pay quickly. Go to CrowdHealthBTC.com and use code BTCMAG and experience freedom from health insurance by utilizing Bitcoin. Right now, through the end of the year, you can get your first six months for just $99 per month. Don't get stuck in a bad insurance plan again. Instead, go to CrowdHealthBTC.com and use code BTCMAG to sign up. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. Come celebrate Bitcoin winter in Miami at Bitcoin 2023. The largest Bitcoin conference in the world returns to Miami from May 18th to the 20th. Head on over to b.tc forward slash conference to get your tickets today. Use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off of your tickets before prices go up. Bitcoin is for everyone. Lefties, righties, and rejectors of the false dichotomy alike. And that is why the newest Bitcoin magazine print edition is called the Orange Party Issue. It features articles by President Naya Bukele, Jeff Deist, Beautyon, Natalie Smolensky, Eric Kaysen, Max Kaiser, and Jimmy Song. Get your copy at your local Barnes & Noble's bookstore or from the Bitcoin Magazine store at store.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off your annual subscription today. If you're like me and want to gain a deeper understanding of what's going on within the Bitcoin market and broader macro environment, you need to subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Pro today. There's both a free and paid version of this daily newsletter where our market analysts break down what's going on in the markets so you don't have to. Subscribe today at BitcoinMagazinePro.com.
Take uh, self custody, but I think. Uh, no, you can ahead. jump in, Q. I was just. No, gonna, I've talked way too much. I was just gonna echo what we said on our show. That I mean, in regards to Bukele, I would love to be DCAing one Bitcoin a day right now. So shouts out to him. You know, like DCA is the way, guys. If if we could be stacking one Bitcoin every single day right now, we would all be just so much happier at the very end of all this but it's what me and nico say all the time on the show is is right now you know we're in the depth of the bear market and obviously we all look we you know we we all are taking our punches out there it's almost thanksgiving we're all gonna have to sit down with our family we probably told them to buy the top and and so like you know we're we're all gonna have to like save face at our family dinners and be like you know just like zoom out farther you know like in time you know How's number one go up doing? exactly Opti, so, Opti, just tell them how is your 401k doing? Well, yeah, but still, they're still going to try to dunk on Better than their Bitcoin portfolio yeah. after the top. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, as, as much as we know in the future that we will all be looking back at this and be thinking the same thing like, wow, Nayib Bukele, El Salvador, Sailor, they, they all did the right thing by stacking Bitcoin and doubling down and buying the dip. As the saying goes, you know, when there's blood on the streets, even if it's yours, definitely buy. So, like, in time we will be looked on as geniuses but in the moment it's what nico said you know everyone pays the cost of tuition and this is just a part of the cycle like this is the depths of the bear market and like everyone pays their dues in bitcoin it's not easy like anyone that tells you that hodling is easy just doesn't really know what is going on out here they've never really hodled they probably dumped their coin like it's more psychological than anything so you know kudos to them i think in time el salvador will be looked upon what we call it all the time you know like the the savior and the bitcoin country so i think pretty soon we're going to see el salvador leapfrog a lot of these other countries out there because of this bitcoin bet and bukele will be looked at as one of the best leaders in in the world and i mean again we reference his article all the time like don't drink the elite's kool-aid obviously legacy media is going to call him an idiot right now while he doubles down but hey we know what game it is you know we are also in media and we understand the tactics out there to competitors so continue to stack bitcoin i just imagine like there's like a a signal group between like Nayib Bukele and like and the WEF. It's just and the, the the name is just WEF and it's like President Bukele and it's just them like just like shit posting and like attacking each other. And I just imagine the WEF being like, "Yo, how's that trade going, bitch?" And just being like, "DCA, DCA," and just like skull crossbones emoji. Oh man, we, we all know who's gonna win. That's exactly what is going on, and I'm pretty sure he 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 added Sailor into the chat as well. And at this point, Sailor's just, he's not even, he's not even texting anymore. It's just Pepe memes at this point. Well, don't no, Sailor, read, Sailor can't read, text anyone care. right now. Yeah, he's, didn't read, he's under selling. scrutiny of DC's attorney oh, general oh, for his income bad. tax. Okay. Like there's, there's still that. I believe that was political. What do you think? Of you? course it was. One like, million percent. What? Like they just just realized or thought about the fact that hey sailor posts a lot of pictures in in miami he's not really a florida resident let's dig into this a little bit more i unmuted the space uh apologies uh, do i have to mute you again bring yellow? him in bring him in let's no, do let yellow fuck around <laughs> You're on the show Just, now, Yella. I think I'm gonna have to mute you guys. Let it all Sorry. out. Let it all out. You are muted. live on air, Yellow. I muted them. 
Uh, he's on screen now. Okay, you're on screen, Yellow. What do you got to say? Are you coming back? <laughs> Soon. I will take you out of the car soon, Yella. Just hold on. I'll be back soon. Get, get me some tacos, okay? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, all right. So, dude, it was 100% political. And you know what? You know what makes me say that is because not only, and I feel like this was like the, the symbolic jab, not only... Is Michael Saylor cheating on his taxes? Somehow, micro strategies in, is involved as well. Like, what does one have to do with the other, man? It doesn't make well, any sense. Because he's the CEO, obviously, man. Uh, oh, so, man. so therefore, whatever he does, micro strategy knows about and has information on. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when we all go to the Gulag, uh, P, you want to bunk together? Gulag's gonna be lit, Nico. Yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm in. Man, that was a bold choice. You just you pick P over me. That's fine. Opti and I are gonna room together, and honestly, our room's gonna be the best room. <laughs> I see how bang, it is, bang. Nico. Bang bang. All right. Bang, bang. <laughs> All right. I want to ask you guys, what do you think about? We talked about it earlier, but I want to get your guys' take on these movement passports that are being. You know, it's been this sort of conspiracy theory forever, and Bitcoiners have been like, "It's coming! It's gonna happen!" And now the G20 are officially talking about it. You guys know what I'm what I'm referencing? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it kind of goes back to it kind of goes back to, you know, I always say it all the time. And perhaps and it, people think I'm being hyperbolic when I say this, but I'm not right. And I say this is good morning, Bitcoiners slavery. Right. And that's kind of the future that we had we have in front of us. We have a future of central bank digital currencies and all the power and leverage that's going to give, you know, governments. And we have a future of, of freedom of Bitcoin, right? And, and as time progresses, you know, the battle lines are going to get less and less obfuscated. It's become, it's going to become more and more obvious. You know, do you remember, like they're, they're already doing this is pay and PayPal and their policy was like, look, if you are responsible for any type of misinformation or, you know, any type of hate speech of which, you know, it's completely not defined, right? We're going to fine you $2,500. And what is what is the end result of that? The end result of that is is people self-censoring, which a lot of people do, right? Because they don't want to get deplatformed. So this is, it's all encompassing, man. It's it's the movement passports. It's the, you, you, you put that in with central bank digital currencies. And then if you want to look at what that future already looks like, because it already exists, look at China, man. Right. China, China, one of the largest banks had a bank run and people showed up to they, they came to protest and they used this is the this is the crazy part. They used the health passports and they turned them from green to red and red means that you can't pass a certain checkpoint. And they turned those on. Were those people unhealthy? Did they suddenly get sick? Did they did they you know, did they just get no, nothing happened, but they used that control me mechanism, which was installed. And of course, the government or the people in charge used it to protect themselves. So I think it, it, it all kind of ties in together. And this is why something like Bitcoin, this is why what we're all doing right now, trying to get the message out is so important. Because look, the reality is we need to wake up enough people to, to the truth, right? And the truth is Bitcoin. Unfortunately, I'm not so optimistic about the West. I think the West has a tremendous, people love convenience here, 
right? They, 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 they're okay with that. I'm very bullish on developing countries because in developing countries, when you pitch them the idea, hey, a non-government money peer-to-peer, -peer, they're like, where can I sign up? That's an amazing idea. How, how can, where can I get that, right? And you pitch someone in the West, you, it's a coin flip, right? One, it's like, yeah, Bitcoin, I have some in my Robinhood. It's great. And then the other coin, the other side of the coin flip is like, Bitcoin? No, it uses too much energy. It's going to boil the oceans, right? In developing countries, they don't, and Alex Gladstein wrote an amazing book, they don't have that financial privilege. What they're concerned about is putting food on the table. And when you're experiencing 20, 50, 60% inflation, you don't give a flying F about what Bitcoin's energy usage is. What you care about is being able to provide for your family. And unfortunately in the West, we've been so coddled, bread and circuses, football, you know, Netflix, all that BS, that people are not aware of the clear and present danger. And the fact is that there's a, there's a powerful, excuse me, there's a powerful cabal, a powerful elite group of people that really, really believe that they know what's best for everybody else and they play by a whole set of different rules. And central bank digital currencies is their last hurrah to try to maintain their privilege and power to be able to create money for free that everybody else has to work for. Enough is enough, fuck that, I have Bitcoin and you can't take it away from me, motherfuckers. Excuse my language, I'm sorry. I get riled up when this conversation Bars. gets the children's show. <sighs> my only thought is <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I just pee. That's cool, motherfucking boy. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me add. That's see, that's dope, man. <laughs> that's cool. Your sounds are lame, sounds. I got all the sound over here. But just to add to uh, Nico's Nico's rant, Bono just kind of hit me to this in the space, like literally 15 minutes ago. I I completely missed this news, but we know, and we've been talking about this a lot on our show that movement passports, CBDCs, like these are the end game. And if they are able to install this, like that's checkmate on humanity and that's checkmate on freedom for as long as they are able to keep that system going. And so this is why we Bitcoin and these bureaucrats, these central planners, they think of us as chattel, like not, not cattle, like chattel. And, and they're afraid of freedom of thought. They're afraid of freedom of movement. They're afraid of the freedom of information. And we, I referenced uh, Naib Bukele's article earlier, Don't Drink the Elite's Kool-Aid. And remember what he said in that. He said basically that the powers that be out here, what their main tool is, is a monopoly on truth you know basically censoring truth and then propagating their own truth and it's basically like dystopian 1984 levels of uh, information war that we are in right now so this is why we bitcoin bitcoin is freedom money bitcoin is the truth and this is why they are doing everything in their powers to try to push us out in this moment right now because for one they know that they're on their last leg of the their financial system. And furthermore, they have to like co-opt the Bitcoin narrative because if this message gets out about Bitcoin, about the freedom of Bitcoin, what Bitcoin can empower for the average person, it's 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 end for their game because like Bitcoin allows humans to prosper and with prosperity comes innovation and with innovation comes a better life and better society. So of course they're pushing this stuff out now because bitcoin has basically forced the narrative and they have to figure out a way to dupe all the masses out there so mm -hmm. it's it's that the timing isn't coincidental 
it's all happening at a very coordinated time right now. And we know that there is, a, as Nico likes to call them, the monetary demons, but a, a concerted effort, a global effort to stop Bitcoin. We are in the then they fight you stage. And this is why, you know, all three of us, all four of us come out here every single day to try to push this message in every way possible so that we can hit everyone in every angle possible so that they know that Bitcoin is the solution and they just need to take Bitcoin into self-custody. And this is how we fight this crazy stuff. Opt out of the madness. Most like truth. Literally the yes. worst times. Like <laughs> you couldn't be worse at this. Yeah, so good. So good. That was not me. That was Opti. That was you. No, it was not. No, that was me. It got quiet, you know, so. Uh, Opti only does the good drops. All the bad drops are peaceful. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> but no, there's, oh, there's a lot God. of truth. Just got thrown in the bus. Well, P, P, the has bus. The P has the best background. Look at that. Look at that. It's By the way, I saw it in person. It is badass. Look at that. Look at that. And Q has the best hair, for sure. 100%. It's true. Uh, All these things are true. But no, I, I want to, I don't disagree Nico, especially with the point that you were making, just on this idea that it's developing countries that are really going to benefit from this. You know, they've been left out for so long. They're incentivized to figure out what the next system is and make it work for them much more than the West has to because the current system works for the West. I I ask this question a lot. P is sick of it. I think it, it warrants a conversation though. And it's uh, the 80-20 principle. Like, Show of hands. If you go and turn your car on, do you really know what's happening when you turn the key or press the button? I, I take your silence <laughs> as a no. And so my point being, at a certain point, when we say things like Bitcoin is for everyone, Bitcoin is also for those who don't want to self-custody. Bitcoin is also for those who are not as technically inclined and just want to you know, try to interact with this network because it's a growing system. Is it on us to create systems for them to use Bitcoin more easily? Like as we watch the Fetty group come out and roll out Fediments, or is it more for them to just, Hey, you got to figure this out. Like the, the fact that we're all in the situation with society is because for so long we weren't figuring these things out. So if you just sort of limp back into this new system in your old habits, you're just going to recreate the same problems in different ways. Yeah, so that, that, that's a really, really good question, Q, and I've spent a, a, a long time coming to terms with that. And the and before I say what I have to say, the preface is this, right? There's a very famous scene in the movie The Matrix, right? The original one. And it's, it's of course, it's a Bitcoin show. They're mentioned, they're referencing the matrix. Ha ha ha. No, but seriously, it's, it's a very, very good, it's a very good scene that perfectly, like, it's a perfect analogy, really. Um, so it's when Neo first gets woken up and Morpheus is explaining to him what the matrix is and Neo freaks out, right? You know, and they have to pull him out and he wakes up and he throws up. And then the next scene it's him kind of waking up and Morpheus is like just like waiting for him to wake up. And he looks at him and he says, Nigo, I'm sorry. After a certain age, we don't wake people up because it's too much for their mind to handle, to come to terms with. Right. And it's such a great analogy. And the way that I kind of, you know, apply it to what's going on is the fact is, unfortunately, like my parents, for example, you know, older people, my, my, my girlfriend's parents, right? They've spent their entire lives in the fiat matrix. 
They've spent their entire lives outsourcing the personal responsibility of the storage of their wealth to other people. They're used to the convenience of that 1-800 number if something happens. Now, they live in a country that has relatively stable fiat currencies. But if you take a look at Lebanon, right, how did that outsourcing of responsibility end up for the Lebanese people? They got absolutely wrecked, right? How did that outsource of responsibility end up for people that were leaving their stuff on FTX? They got absolutely wrecked, right? So unfortunately for older people, I in, in the case of my family, I'm kind of like the Uncle Jim, right? My mom is hardcore, self-custody, multi-sig, geographically separated seeds. Bakata. Does she actually know how to access it and spend it? No, she doesn't, right? I have to write down a sheet in case anything happens to me, you know, keep it in a safe place. But she is still benefiting from self-custody. My sister, kind of similar setup, right? My girlfriend, very similar setup. Do they know? There are different variations, right? You know, that get the call every once in a while. Oh, my God, my Bitcoin is gone. I'm like, and then, like, you know, I'll I'll, pot, I'll, I'll pull up the, you know, the 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 watch-only wallet on my computer, like, synced up to my note. It's like, no, it's right there. It's your it's your phone app. Close it and open it again. Oh, my God, it's back. You know, like, I, ha I those conversations, you know, happen. And it's like as if you're replacing that 1-800 number with a stranger and what you're replacing it with is a is a trusted family member now this this is, this is very small you can't apply this with friends for example i feel like this is only a family type situation where you have that level of trust right but not everybody has a family so it it, it, it doesn't apply to everyone but man look i think the idea of self-custody is a very radical idea if you've spent your entire life outsourcing that right but, and I don't think the the harsh reality is that I don't think people are either going to have the, the incentive to understand, or maybe it's just perhaps past their, their technical capabilities. But I, but I do believe Q, this problem is going to be solved as generations go by. Unfortunately, dude, there's just some people like that matrix analogy I said in the beginning that have spent way too much time in the fiat matrix and that they're just not going to make that final step. But this is where family comes in. This is where it comes into the Bitcoiner, the individual, to probably take that responsibility into your own hands. But with that responsibility, now you are the person in the driver's seat. Now you're the person that they're going to call if they need help. Now you're the person that they're going to call if, you know, God forbid, you don't store that seed correctly. Right. So, yeah, dude, I don't think there is a perfect solution to this. But I think that there, I think that the trade-offs, the the benefits from the trade-off far away the cons, man. And I think that ninety percent of the world's problems would literally disappear if people started taking self custody of their wealth rather than you know entrusting that in someone else. Like, look, take a look at BlackRock for example. Why are they so powerful, man? It's not it's it's not all their stocks. It's not all their stuff. No, it's it's everybody else's. And then they're entrusting BlackRock and then BlackRock just empowers themselves. FTX, the same example. Bank runs of the 1930s, the bank runs in Lebanon that just happened. It's the same fundamental issue. People are trusting other people with their money. And I think we finally have a technology that allows us to effectively and conveniently store a ridiculous amount of, of wealth, millions, trillions, if not billions in your mind, man. You know, if you want to, if you remember, if you want to be reckless and memorize a 12 word seed phrase, 
but you we have that capability now but i don't think enough people have woken up to that yet i know it's long-winded but that's my response to that cue i've spent Bars. so much time thinking about it dude but yes it's it's something that does worry me and hopefully fediments is a solution to this man it is a solution to the self-custody problem yeah i mean like i'm i don't disagree with you i think there's another component where we sometimes might not want to openly talk about but i want to just throw this out there this week we saw the world population like officially cross 8 billion people all over the world i want to just talk an uncomfortable truth of like all right we're talking about what society looks like right now how it's in shambles we talk about like the opportunity you have to essentially get out of this system that's in place to hopefully have a better future that is what i think all of us would agree bitcoin provides is that hope for a better future but for those who decide to opt out like like what i guess my my question is like which which movie or book do you think the future holds for those types of people like are they going to just continue to chug along as though nothing nothing ever changes for them or like will there be that big collapse of like oh we fucked this up i think that thing and things uh, unless things get so bad people are just going to be willingly asleep like in you know in the developing countries is the best example right it's like you don't have a 50 60 year old venezuelan learning about bitcoin because you know like willy-nilly he's learning about bitcoin because it's a matter of life and death nigeria is the same same thing argentina it's the same thing turkey is the same thing those countries what i've just mentioned have some of the highest bitcoin adoption rates right necessity is necessary in order to affect like it, that's the best incentive because if, if you don't have that incentive then you're adopting it for speculative reasons which believe it or not that's all the reasons that all of us in in this group adopted it because we have the privilege of leaving living in a in a relatively stable country with a relatively stable financial system so we're just looking at bitcoin you're like oh that's cool it's a cool technology i can get rich maybe you know everyone kind of has that thought especially when they're getting in right but the conversation is a hundred percent different if you know you're in one of these countries look the examples in cuba and are in afghanistan they're heartbreaking man and afghanistan when the united states pulled out and the u.s once again imposed sanctions on the taliban bitcoin was the only thing that was still that would that were still allowing individuals from the outside to send money to afghanistan bitcoin is allowing some type of small-scale capitalism free market in cuba people are using it as a payment you know if you send money to cuba the government takes it they take a cut they take the dollars and they hand you a shit coin right now all of a sudden right if i'm in miami and i have a relative in cuba and he has a mobile phone everyone has a mobile phone nowadays in cuba right a good percentage of the population now i can circumvent that completely right so like dude like this is going to change everything and i don't because we've been living in a, in a fiat world with all the nihilism that comes with the fiat world I think people are pre are pre-programmed to that nihilism, but MBK has the best handle, man. Deterministic optimism, right? And we've all changed our operating system. All of us. We're all on the Bitcoin mentality. We have hope for a better future. We know we'll be all right. All we got to do is just stay humble, stack sats, earn sats, save those sats, and we'll be fine. We'll be able to provide for our families 
the future generations, right? Every movie that's ever been made has been made in the operating system of fiat. It's been a fiat fucking movie. It hasn't been a Bitcoin movie, right? So I think this is a generational change, man. And I don't think we can fully comprehend the type of, you know, Corey Clipson calls it the bright orange future. I don't think we could fully comprehend the type of future that we're all going to be living through, right? Jeff Booth says the next 20 years are going to be radically different than the last, you know, century or whatever, right? We, we can't fully comprehend that change, right? We are living through the disintermediation of information, and we're also living through the disintermediation of money, and it's happening at the same time. And I think that individuals are the winners here. And I think that nation states, bureaucracies, all these parasitic institutions are the losers here. And holy crap, are they going to put up a fight? They have been already, right? So yeah, man, again, long-winded answer, but it was a really good question, bro. CP, that's an excellent timed air horn. Abdi, are you, do you give lessons? I'll, Pete, I will pay it's, for your lessons it's on a, how to it, use. It's something you learn with time. I abuse the air horns as well. You learn by doing. This is the best way to learn. But one thing so came to mind. Hope. Yeah, there's hope. There's hope. One thing that came to there's mind no when Nico was when Nico was talking hope. is the safety quote. You know, he said like adopting Bitcoin is like adopting gunpowder. It's you're gonna you're gonna adopt it because you need it to survive and, and to fight and and to be able to make it through the next stage of where human evolution is going. And so while Bitcoin is opt-in, me and Nico talk about it all the time. You know, for, for us millennials, it really doesn't seem like we have a choice. It's it's really how Nico always said, it's like Bitcoin or slavery. And we just covered the, you know, the G20 passport IDs. And it like, if there wasn't Bitcoin right now, if I wasn't holding Bitcoin, I don't know like how dark and nihilistic I would be looking out into the world and, and trying to understand what is exactly happening. I forget who said it first, but Bitcoin is true north and, and it gives you that that like I call it Bitcoin Zen. Like it gives you that that like that that ability to take a breath, opt out of the rat race, and then make the next best move. And so while it does look very dark, and while like what we talked before this conversation, you know, you, you asked us whether people will be able to take self-custody, whether be able to opt into the system. I've been saying for a while, and I know this is a bad meme because Bitcoiners hate Apple products, but we do need to like Apple for Bitcoin products. And I'm not a builder, so I just talk, you know? It's like WhatsApp did for encryption. We, we have to find... Well, Oh, developers out there, I can't say weeks. I don't know how to do that, but find ways to hide the complexities, but also not throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so instill these, these Bitcoin best practices so that like, you know, your mom and your sister and everyone can just instantly download an app and now they're working with Bitcoin. It's kind of like what Pine Wallet is doing. I know Moon's been kind of getting some flack lately, but the fact that they're able to hide the complexity so that people are instantly able to get onboarded on Bitcoin, I think is how we continue to spread this Bitcoin revolution. And it's like, let's be honest, you know, while 
I don't really know everything going on with the internet. I don't know how email works. Like I'm still able to do it. And I consider myself left side of the bell curve. So it's like, I'm sure we can get to that with Bitcoin because like, if we're honest, you know, the Bitcoin UX is still kind of hard, but like we take it on as a point of pride where it's like, yeah, you know, like study Bitcoin, you're going to have to learn a new way to, to interact with the world. While I fully believe this, I still think there is hope out there and there is a, you know, there's room for us to make the Bitcoin experience that much better for the average person out there so that when they just jump right into Bitcoin, they don't have to think about all the complexities. They're just like, you know, running nodes on their phone or, you know, their their seed word is is there for them to to back up for them, but they're instantly using Bitcoin. They're instantly using Lightning and Bitcoin and they have no idea what's going on behind the scenes because like I don't know how email works and I'm able to use it. I don't know how the internet works and I'm able to use it. I, I, while I still believe that we need to ensure the best practices of Bitcoin and do our best to educate people, I don't know if necessarily everyone needs to know, you know, all the complexities of Bitcoin. They just need to know how to use Bitcoin correctly and not wreck themselves. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'm really excited by the work that is being done, you know, with the block or spirals, hardware wallet. I think that's really interesting. I think the work with Fediments, Federated Chamin Mints, Obinuasu's work, their company Fedi, it's super important. And, you know, as I think you just referenced, you know, Odell has said many times, it people will use the simplest option. And so the real challenge is how do you create systems that don't necessarily force people to, you know, take full self-custody and be a, a Bitcoin, you know, maven immediately. But how can you create this spectrum of offerings that are better than right now? It's basically self custody, or for the most part, exchange. We've seen how that goes when it comes to exchanges. So, but we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, I mean the 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 Fediment thing. That's why it's so fascinating, right? Is like you know, and the the normal analogy would be like something like Proton Mail, right? Where you could sign up to Proton Mail. And dude, you have like if you're not tech savvy or whatever, you have no idea. It's 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 completely encrypted. Like they can't access your. I think the only thing they could access is the subject line of your email, but they can't actually access what's in your email. But it's all the complexity is behind the hood, and for the user, you're just like, oh, it's just a normal email, right? And the reality is that if we don't make self custody that easy, which is why I'm so bullish on Fediments. Dude, like uh, some 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 people are just like, you know, like, fuck those 12 words, you know, like, like it's it, it seems too daunting of a task, you know, unless someone's like holding their hand and like, look, this is what it is. And, you know, and it's unfortunate, dude. And I, and I think that that like human nature is definitely something that nation states and governments have perfected at manipulating. And that's definitely something that they're going to use in order to try to funnel as many cattle into the CBDC route rather than the, you know, take personal responsibility, you know, type of Bitcoin route. Because the reality is that one's a lot more convenient than the other, right? And some people just, they love that convenience, man. And it, and it goes back to that original point that I was saying, like, bro, the bread and circuses here are strong AF, man. Like, you... you you live in America, you have to understand that you you have so much privilege, right? Like, and you don't really see this unless you come from overseas and you, you, you immigrate here. I'm a first generation immigrant. Dude, the world, you don't understand, the world is not like, it doesn't have 
the privileges and the all the things that America has. It doesn't have that 24-7 CVS. It doesn't have those Uber Eats. It doesn't have, you know, it, it doesn't have that, man. That that that's a uniquely American thing, right? So and and it and it softens people, bro. It makes people weak. Like I, I can't think of another word, right? So they they willingly will step into slavery if it means they get to keep that convenience. And that's the reality that us Bitcoiners have to understand, man. Like that is dude. Some people like the govern me harder daddy thing. They did. They just do, bro. And that's just a reality. And and it goes back to what Q was saying. That's why I'm so bullish on developing countries because they don't. The govern me harder daddy over there is like getting put getting put in front of a firing squad. <laughs> it's like no, don't leave me the f alone. I'm cool here. And the the story of Nigeria is is what makes me really hopeful because. In Nigeria, no, first of all, you have to backtrack to the United Nations released a report it says we must de-incentivize the adoption of, of cryptocurrencies in developing countries. In that, their solution was we must make the on and off ramp so difficult, we must tax this into oblivion, and we must and 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 we must implement central bank digital currencies to try to stem the flow. Well, the Nigerian government tried doing that. So they launched the e-Naira, right? The e-Naira was a complete failure. 0.5% of the population supposedly used it. And you compare that with 35%, and it's even higher in the youth population. Wait, when was this? Dude, this all happened this year. All this oh, news shit. dropped this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, that is a success. That is a success. That is that is Bitcoin's incentives are winning over their coercion. And like, why are, why are Nigerians picking? To be fair, it's it, unfortunately, you know, cryptocurrencies provide a false sense of financial sovereignty, but it's stable coins, Bitcoin, and shit coins, right? But at least it's a step in the right direction, I guess. But the awesome part about that example is, once again, Bitcoin's coercion, I mean, Bitcoin's incentives are, being, are, are winning over, their, over the incentives, right? And look, a central bank digital currency in Nigeria isn't going to fix 20% inflation. And that's the issue. That's why people are choosing to opt out. It has nothing to do with ease of payments. It has to do with people are sick and tired of being debased. That's what it's all about. And that's something that they'll never mention that the, the future of money report released by the U S treasury, it never mentions inflation one time. It just mentions we must make payments easier. That's what they're saying. Can you imagine that? There's a report called The Future of Money and Bitcoin is not mentioned once. They're spitting in your face, bro. That's what they're doing. Anyways. You're absolutely right, of course. They're pissing on your legs and telling us it's raining. It's There was a quote from Lagarde that I was reviewing recently earlier today, which is like she's something like, people would rather have jobs than know that their money is safe. I'm butchering it slightly, but it's just like, Jesus, like, what are you talking about? These people are so out of touch. It's really hard not to ascribe malice rather than just incompetence. Did you know, do you know why she's so sour, P? Why is that? Opti dumped her. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea that that actually makes a lot, a lot more sense. She's going through things, guys. You should give her a break. <laughs> Uh, that's 
really rough. I feel I actually feel for her now. I feel a lot better. Or rather, I, I understand where why she's coming because from, I guess. Opti dated her or because he broke up with her. Well, Can it be hey, both? You don't know what I know. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Her All right. friends are no good, people. Where do you guys think we go from here? Where do you think? Uh, and and I'll, I'll refine this question. We've seen record outflows from exchanges. People are being forced to understand something that we've been preaching, four of us, for years now, which is, you know, not your keys, not your coin. But because of these cascading blowups, we've seen record outflows from exchanges in terms of Bitcoin. People are finally starting to get it, more out of fear than anything else. But my question, the first part of this question is, do you think that this blow up, when we look back six months from now, do you think that the average person will be, maybe I was gonna say, will the average person be more likely to self-custody their own coins? But that's kind of an easy answer. But do you think that the dominant paradigm, the dominant understanding, the zeitgeist will be like, obviously you have to custody your own coins. And in my opinion, it's not there now. Right now within the Bitcoin focus, it's like, yes, people hear that, they understand it. But like in the larger quote unquote crypto space, people are not thinking that way. Do you think that within six months that will have changed? No, I think history is just repeating itself. It's just like this same thing happened, you know, Mt. Gox, 2017, 2018. This is history repeating itself. But the, the different, the fundamental difference is that the, the explosions are that much bigger, right? Like it, it's like giant core scientific out of business. Oh, my God. FTX are <laughs> donating to a, a very powerful political party in the United States. Oh, my God. You know, it's like I, I could could you imagine the blowups next cycle? Holy crap. Like it, it's going to involve like a nation state. It's going to involve a country, right? Like this is where we are now. So the the awesome part is that every time I kind of like in the way that I see it in my head is like I visualize it as waves, right? And every time these one of these waves crash, a percentage of those people get burnt so hard that you have a new class of newly minted hardcore Bitcoin maxis, right? And then the wave will start to come up again and then it will start. But every single wave that hits, that pers that it, it, uh, you get a bigger and bigger class, right? So hopefully it gets to a point where the amount of Bitcoin maxis that exist or, or just Bitcoiners better said that exist starts to be vocal enough where you, you start reaching into the mainstream consciousness. And I already believe this is happening, by the way. So you had Marty Bent going on. What's that guy from The Blaze? I forget what his name. Tucker Very Carlson? Yeah. Jeff Beck. Glenn right? Beck, right? Mm -hmm. You have Natalie Burnell piercing into mainstream media, right? You, you have her on Fox Business. You have Naeem Bukele and Tucker Carlson going on the second most popular broadcaster in the world, Tucker Carlson, 3 million views per episode, right? So you're already starting to have these ideas pierce into mainstream consciousness. Hopefully, I think that every time one of these cycles happen, more and more people will learn their lessons. But do I believe, and I think this is, I, I, I think this is the part that kind of worries me a little bit, Pete. I think that Ethereum isn't going anywhere. They're so well-funded, so well-entrenched that you're going to have two opposing parties, basically. You're going to have the Bitcoiners saying, look, financial sovereignty, 21 million hard cap, freedom. And I, I, I really believe that Ethereum is going to ally with the state. They haven't said anything. 
And we know right now that 78% of Ethereum validators are actively censoring for the Office of Foreign Asset Control, which is part of the U.S. Treasury, which, by the way, sanctioned open source software for the first time in its history, which led to the arrest of, a, of, a so, of an open source software developer. Forget, so about, forget about SBF. No, no, we can't arrest that guy. But this open source dev, he belongs in jail right next to Ross. Like, dude, like you're dealing with very, very evil people, bro. Like, I, I can't think of another way to describe them. And uh, yeah, man, but hopefully, hopefully, like I said, hopefully there's enough pain this cycle that it creates a newly minted class of hardcore Bitcoiners that join our side in the fight. Yeah, it is truly atrocious or abominable, however you want to say it, that the open source developers of, for example, as you mentioned, Tornado Cash, who have not done anything illegal other than created a tool, a technological tool, an app even, that helps to preserve your God-given right for privacy. And that person is in jail versus SBF who has 100% defrauded millions of people and he's fine and he probably will be yep it's unfortunate for sure yep okay so how do you think the rest of this contagion situation plays out do you think that there will be additional blow-ups of very well-known names you know it sounds like gemini is kind of people are you know side-eyeing gemini uh their earned product got fucked what do you think happens next do you think there's can additional I, large can I ask a better question? It depends. Well, you can you can same frame it vein, if it's not better. Same okay. vein, but just a better question than that. Oh, I'll, I'll allow a counselor, but watch yourself. Yeah. So this week we've seen crypto.com start to slowly implode. We've seen Gemini Earn start to slowly implode. We saw last week on the tail ends of this FDX debacle, Prime Trust started its own mini implosion, if you will. Uh, no, I think and, that's a stretch. Prime Trust right, is still they needed to do something in order to make up losses that they felt as a result of the Alameda blow up, which yeah, but in that's turn just, affected Strike and Swan customers. Yeah, but I think categorizing them contagion. as a blow up. Uh, fine, not a blow up, but it, there is a contagion effect that impacted okay. Swan and Strike customers. Yeah. At this point, if I'm keeping score, correct me if I'm wrong, Cash App, any of these non-KYC options, obviously, Coin, Coinbase, Kraken, Binance, like those are the only exchanges I can think of off the top of my head that haven't gotten contagioned. So my question actually, the way I want to frame this is, have we seen the worst of it? And if it can be worse than what we've seen, what could that possibly be? And it could be, it could be an absolute bloodbath. Like, it, like I, I look, I'm, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think Kraken's going anywhere. I don't think Binance is going anywhere. I don't think Coinbase is going anywhere. I don't think Gemini is going anywhere. Just because, specifically Gemini, the way that if if you were, they got the bit license, bro. <laughs> you know, like they would, they jumped through, they jumped through the hoops to get that. So I I don't think those exchanges are vulnerable. But like an exchange like KuCoin, for example, exchange like Crypto.com, for example, yeah, they could totally go under. I would be surprised to see Binance go under because it's funny because Binance does exactly what what S, uh, what FTX does. 
they're just a bigger they're just a bigger player right they manipulate the 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 trading for the bnb token making its making its value rise and then cz is using that as a total slush fund man he's literally printing money right like it's like it's a total fucking scam i keep cursing i'm sorry but but yeah no i i i just don't i don't believe those guys are going anywhere but i'll tell you this anything could happen right 6 months ago no one believed that ftx was bad right who's to say a lot of these exchanges aren't cooking their books too they aren't doing exactly the same thing right but at the end of the day like look if you're just a humble pleb if you've just been following odell's perfect advice staying humble stacking sats sending that to cold storage dude armageddon could happen outside and it doesn't matter you'll be all right right and i think that's really the message right is look all of that shit's noise. Don't trust anybody with your Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin, earn Bitcoin, mine Bitcoin, and send that immediately into self-custody. Forget about it, you know, and just keep mining fiat, bro, whatever that is. You know, whatever your, your fiat mining gig is, just keep doing that and keep growing your stack. Because, like, bro, like, look, even if Binance disappears, even if Coinbase disappears, what does it matter to you? Like yeah, the 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 price the the short term price goes down. Sweet, cheaper sats. This is great fucking news. I was so happy this thing went on. I was so happy this thing hit fifteen k, bro. Uh, it was like yes, I get fifteen eight bit fifteen thousand eight hundred dollar Bitcoin. Like holy crap, that's that's really really awesome, you know. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think those huge exchanges will go down, but anything is possible. And if you're just a humble pleb. It won't affect you, and I think that's that's the that's the big message here. So, you're right, and then you're wrong. You're right that he was spicy I think, today. I, I dude, I I, like I've it. been I've been like silenced it. for days. I've been sitting here on so many takes, and like this is something I don't see talked about enough. But I will start with what you're right. You're absolutely right that buy your Bitcoin custody it yourself and none of this fucking matters my limit orders that were getting hit on the way down on this down leg were just like chef's kiss you're absolutely right for tried and true hardcore like like with an eye on 20 30 50 years in the future this is this is what you've been salivating and waiting for this is why we've been stacking dollars where i think you're wrong is i think coinbase coinbase especially is actually one that i'm I have circled, I am waiting, I, I'm nervous about. And it's not because they're doing something like, oh, with our staking position, we took out a loan. It's simply the fact that they have such a large staking position. We know time and time again, we talk about it on this, like, please, for the love of God, stop buying Bitcoin on leverage. I'm fully convinced at this point that the only reason we did not get six-figure Bitcoin on this market cycle is because the market itself was not going to allow that high of a Bitcoin price. Should it have reached that high, there would just have been too much paper Bitcoin and not enough real Bitcoin available. Like That, that just mathematically checks out. And so unfortunately, all you leverage degenerates are holding us up a little bit. Now, this situation with FTX, to bring it all the way back there, was leverage on a, a token they created. So if I just take these two pieces of information, Bitcoiners go and buy Bitcoin on leverage, and you have exchanges that will go and get loans out against random tokens, not, not just Bitcoin now, but random tokens, who's to say all of these businesses that have built on top of ETH didn't take out a business loan or two that tied 
their operations and their loan to eat at a certain price so that all of a sudden you could get this weird contagion if the price of ether goes below certain levels all of a sudden you have that contagion slowly unwind and next thing you know coinbase the second largest staker of eth somehow has to unwind their position because their users are like yo i like what the fuck is going on only to then unravel the fact that you can't unstake anything because it doesn't eth doesn't allow you anymore because that has now come full circle to being a full blown ponzi as well so dude so it's interesting, and, and, and I'm glad that you, you brought that up, Q, because look, and I've picked up a pattern. The exchanges that have put themselves in trouble are happen to be the exchanges that have also have dabbled in shitcoins. The exchanges that kept to Bitcoin only, you don't hear much. You don't hear much, right? And I don't think that's a coincidence, right? Now, in the case of Coinbase potentially getting themselves in trouble, dude... 100%. I think Gemini can get itself in trouble. I think Coinbase can get itself in trouble. I think Binance can get themselves in trouble, but not so much because of the accounting prices, or the accounting practices, or the lack of integrity or principles in those businesses, but they can get themselves in trouble because of exactly what you said, Q, because they've exposed themselves to shit, okay? And when you expose yourself to shit, you get shit results, right? Because I don't see... Oh, dude, the Bitcoin-only exchange, bro... Nothing happened. It's like it's like oh okay, strike and swan. They fixed the the price discrepancy eventually, right? They were on top of that, but all the exchanges that dealt with shit got shit results, right? Was Gemini, Binance, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, Coinbase. But I'll tell you what, guys, right? And it's bittersweet, okay? Because if Coinbase goes under, right, that is a catastrophe for the price. The good news is you get cheaper sats. Right. Just yeah. Remember that Mount Gox, bro, the Mount Gox. And that was that was the exchange. There was nothing else at that point. Right. When that went under, dude, it took years for the price to recover. But, dude, that's years of cheap Bitcoin that gives people the opportunity to stack. So, yeah, dude, look, at the end of the day, I, look, and I know all you guys are. So I don't feel bad. All you guys are just taking self-custody, leaving that in cold storage. So be it. Coinbase goes under. I don't care. I got my Bitcoin. I I, I don't care. It, it, it's, it's irrelevant to me. But I also say this because I I don't want to be a total douche. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are they did exactly they're doing exactly what they did with FTX. Oh, I'll just leave it on Coinbase. It's safe there. I got 2FA. This time's different. And this time's different. I got a strong password. I'll be all right. But hey, Q, maybe that is the necessary lesson. Maybe that needs to happen so that enough people wake up to the fact that not your keys, not your Bitcoin. So yeah, man. You're absolutely right. Like these are lessons. Like how how expensive of this lesson, how expensive is this course gonna be for you to learn the lesson? Yeah. Yeah. It's Opti. They're always well, optimistic. I mean, first, first to your first point, and hopefully my internet is isn't breaking out on me. But I think to the first point of you know who else is going to wind up dead bodies down down the river? What do I know? I'm just an average Bitcoiner that takes Bitcoin into self-custody. But it is very coincidental that a CZ knew exactly what buttons to push to pop FTX. I mean, 
I don't want to be the in-house tinfoil hat wearer, but it's almost like he knew exactly what was going on over there because maybe anyways, to the point of like, it, it's just human psychology, you know, like humans only learn best when they put their own hand on the stove and the when nico was talking like there, there's this saying out there it's like what is it it's like wise people learn from observing others and the average person just learns by doing so hopefully this time is different and more people do learn the mistakes of this last ftx debacle but we we are bitcoiners that have been around for a while and it seems like all the new bitcoin entrants don't even know what's going what happened with mount gox so while we are learning these lessons right now, I think the lessons will be forgotten soon and, and everyone will think, oh, this one's different. This one's regulated. This exchange has all the right accolades and I can keep my Bitcoin there. Like I was seeing people on Twitter just the other day saying the same things about other exchanges. And then there was a scare literally like four hours later. So I think humans, we said in the beginning, you know, we, we like to trade a uh, convenience over everything. And so people will continue to leave their Bitcoin on exchanges. And hopefully we have learned from this lesson, but I, I think this next cycle, We'll see some more things blow up, but hopefully at this point, this FTX debacle was such a, you know, had made such an amount of waves out there that people will wake up to the idea that it's Bitcoin and everything else is a shit coin to take Bitcoin into self-custody, that self-custody is the revolution, that the only way you are going to be able to withstand all this craziness is by taking your Bitcoin into cold storage, you know, writing down your 12 to 24 words and not getting wrecked and like nico's saying you know and everyone's saying you can just sit by and watch the fireworks and stack cheap sats but hey if coinbase does go down like that's gonna look bad for for everyone in the industry and i say it all the time like shit coiners make us all look bad so we need to continue to get these best practices out there and and do whatever we can to get people to take their bitcoin into self-custody not leave bitcoin on these exchanges because who knows who else is going to blow up soon but i think we could be fairly certain that someone else will blow up whether it's now, whether it's in a year or two, we know that they're playing shitcoin games and they're 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 basically recreating the worst parts of the legacy system on my blockchain. And we're the ones that are dealing with it because if people understood what we understood, you know, if there was less paper Bitcoin out there, then Bitcoin would have been able to go to all these moon prices that we, we were all hoping for last cycle. But obviously there's way more paper Bitcoin out there than even we could have imagined. And this is why FTX is blowing up. They had what, like billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin on paper and they end up having like, what was it? Like one Bitcoin left on their balance sheet. So they had a whole almost, Bitcoin left. I, I, thought they, they had I think they're done. But like when the first numbers came out, they had like one Bitcoin left. And so I think we can be fairly certain that there is other exchanges out there that are playing these hot potato games. I don't know if you guys saw the memes of like the proof of reserves out there where they're like, yeah, all they're doing is taking screenshots of, of the proof of reserves and then they're sending it to another exchange and they're taking the screenshots. And it's like everyone's playing hot potato with that Bitcoin because they're all running fractional Bitcoin. And obviously the price is paying that price because... There's so much paper Bitcoin out there that yep. are manipulating the price. Yeah, it's 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 totally bullshit. If you don't hold your own keys, you don't have Bitcoin. You have an IOU. And as we've seen, those IOUs are duplicated and shared around. And that's what we mean when we say paper Bitcoin. What is the current status of the funds that were, you know, 
hacked from FTX. And they're gone. It's on on the ETH chain now, and we're just waiting for Lord Vitalik himself to roll back the ETH chain for the good of the community. There we go. There we go. But yes, the timing of that was just insane. We were talking about it last night, but it's very, very shortly after they they announced that they were insolvent. Magically, they got hacked and then, quote unquote, and all those funds, all the customer funds that were locked up were stolen, quote unquote, and then sold into ETH. And uh, yeah. I think they're now, what, the 35th largest holders of ETH? Mm-hmm. That may have changed since I last looked at the numbers, but well, Lord Vitalik, help dropped. the community. You're going to rob people and only finishes the 35th richest <laughs> ETH bag holder? Like, what losers? You've got a question from the audience, Q. And uh, I think you should. I think you should do something about the price. No, I can't. I can't smash by until I can have surgery. Steady, <laughs> lads. Delaying or deploying capital. Actually, that's oh Yellow's job. He has access oh. to this Bitcoin CEO. So, can you yeah. tell him to come back here? I've been trying to get in touch with Yellow all day. Like, I have here, a question. Hold on, hold on. I can unmute him. He will start yelling. Yellow, you are wanted. What? Don't Why stop you want? They want you to tell them about the prophecy. Pump the price, Yellow. Yeah. 23rd of December. Note it down as the date uh, the prophecy con- uh, continues, okay? You heard it here first. Guys, I have breaking news. The CEO. Okay, when are you coming back? Like, Lono has uh, <laughs> thrown up everywhere. Like, Andres is, like, freaking out here in the car. Like, what the fuck? Where are you coming back, man? I'll be back soon. Stay, stay alive, Yellow. I'll be back soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh man oh god all right my friends wait you have to ask them the most important question because these two have not been asked the most important question we asked pm live guests are we talking about uh, mary fuck kill i'm talking let's about do it dude you let me out of the cage man i feel like every time i try to ask this you're like stop being insane all right here's the yeah, deal. But these are our friends like i don't mind you being like Look, in front you of, may like, not be friends with our guests but i am that's on you that's not that's not them i sent flowers to every single one i sent some skittles all the wrong colors taken out they're good to go here's the question <laughs> nico mary fuck kill jerome powell christine lagarde Janet Yellen. Like who would I smash? I Mary like Mary Fuck Kill. You got to marry one of them. You got to kill one of them. There's one correct answer. No, no, no. Oh. Shh, 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 shh. Oh. Okay, we can't spoil the results. Don't, no, no, because Opti has to go after. Okay, okay so you got to marry one, you got to kill one, and then you got to smash one. Okay. Yes. Definitely marry Christine Lagarde. For sure. Ooh, okay, okay. 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 Oof, not going to make it. Opti, who are you going to marry? Yeah, let's do it both. Obviously, Jan Yellen for the culture. <laughs> okay. Ooh, wow. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so obviously, it, let me go first because Nico's having a yeah, hard time. Yeah, but that's not fair. No, 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 we're going bro. one at a time, Opti. <laughs> oh, 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 we're going one at a time, okay. So you've, you've each stated who you're going to marry. Now state who you want to fuck. Well, I already, I already, I already did Opti my business with my that. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I already Opti already smashed Christine. Um, so are you gonna fuck her again, or like, are you gonna go back? Are you gonna backslide? Or yeah, you gonna yeah, just yeah, kill dude. Her, like, I, I'll done? go back. I'll backslide easily. Yeah, right. you know. And then you'll kill Papa Powell. Kill, uh, yeah. It's, right, it's, it's more of a you know. I, I don't swing swing Papa the other Powell? side of the fences. I mean, 
Okay, this is all fantasy, whatever. I, no, this I, is real, bro. 100% not, real. <laughs> Nico, Nima into reality, Nico. Oh, man. Take one, I would take one for the team. Yellen, the one-night stand. Um, oh, you'd fuck Yellen and then you... Dude, you, I would so take Yellen and Christine Lagarde at the same night for the culture. <laughs> Now, that I'm is a good so answer. Disgusting. That's a great answer. No, 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 no. So previously, the correct answer has been Powell, right? Because Powell, you marry Powell. Because the Powell correct answer controls. is always marry Jerome Powell because you marry the money printer. What's half of infinity, I don't want guys? anything to do no, with that, No, dude. no, no, no. I think Opti may have taken the cake here. It's for the culture. You got to do it for the culture, bro. But it doesn't count. Dude, you take count. Christine Lagarde. The combined Jan weight and age Janet of both Yellen of them is one like night and you let the boy Pete. Jay Powell watch. Yeah, see, now we are talking. See, Hugh, this is what you need in a co-host, someone who one-ups you at every single turn. Opti, what are you doing later? Hanging out with you. Oh. My friends, this has been great. This has been great. Did did we just witness like a a live trading of humans in 2022? That's what just happened. So we just traded P for Opti. I mean, uh, P for Nico at Bitcoin Magazine. Nico, you are now full-time employee of Bitcoin Magazine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. All right, my friends. What are we doing next? Are you're going we... to come on Simply Bitcoin. You guys are both going to come on Simply Bitcoin. Absolutely. That's It'll be a like lot tamer than what this nightmare hey, was, hey, right? I promise you think, nothing. You think, you think Simply Bitcoin is more tame than this? Bro. <laughs> Oof. I am unleashed on Simply Bitcoin. I am full Nico Jones, bro. <laughs> the demons are coming. That's that's me every fucking day on that show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Guys, I love you both. We're at that time. You guys for, are amazing. For the uninitiated, how can they hear your sultry voices, continue to hear your incredible takes, and know every silly thing that Opti is up to? Guys, you could find us on Simply Bitcoin. Search us anywhere. You'll find us. And every day, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're right before Bitcoin Magazine Live. So it could be like a little little pre-party before uh, before these gentlemen's show. Guys, love you both. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Love the show like always. Chris in the background. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Shout out the best producer in the game, Chris. Full stop. <laughs> Oh man. All on that note, I want to remind everyone listening to please go and buy a ticket to Miami. Use the promo code BM Live to get 10% off. And of course, if you check out with Bitcoin, you'll get an additional discount. Just stack some sats and then spend them right away. And then, of course, the print magazine, the latest edition, the Orange Party issue is coming out this week. Get your subscription at the Bitcoin Magazine store using the promo code BM Live to get 10% off of that and anything your heart desires. That's a wrap, because I need to go rest. Hey guys, this is Q from Bitcoin Magazine Live. Come celebrate Bitcoin winter in Miami at Bitcoin 2023. The largest Bitcoin conference in the world returns to Miami from May 18th to the 20th. Head on over to b.tc forward slash conference to get your tickets today. Use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off of your tickets before prices go up. Bitcoin is for everyone. Lefties, righties, and rejectors of the false dichotomy alike. And that is why the newest Bitcoin Magazine print edition is called The Orange Party Issue. It features articles by President Naya Bukele, Jeff Deist, Beauty On, 
Natalie Smolensky, Eric Kaysen, Max Kaiser, and Jimmy Song. Get your copy at your local Barnes & Noble's bookstore or from the Bitcoin Magazine store at store.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code BMLIVE to get 10% off your annual subscription today. If you're like me and want to gain a deeper understanding of what's going on within the Bitcoin market and broader macro environment, you need to subscribe to Bitcoin Magazine Pro today. There's both a free and paid version of this daily newsletter where our market analysts break down what's going on in the markets so you don't have to. Subscribe today at BitcoinMagazinePro.com.